If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za. I guess first things first, uh, let's distill the numbers in terms of a 32.1% uh, and evaluating where the constraints do come from in terms of our uh, various sectors of our, our economy. Firstly, let us look at what drives uh, a rise in a percentage point uh, at any given point. It's either when uh, employment goes down or when and when unemployment goes up. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes employment may go up, but if unemployment goes even higher... Uh, it, it, uh, from quarter on quarter, it can cause such a, pers- uh, a shift in percentage points. So in this regard, uh, in the third quarter, we had 16.7 million people that were employed. Those people went down by 22,000, whereas the unemployed people, and I'm talking about those that uh, indicated that they were actively looking for employment, Mm-hmm. They went up by 46,000 from 7.8 million to 7.9 million. Having said so, that has created a, a, a 0.2 of a percentage point increase from the 31, uh, the 31.9% uh, at the time to 32.1% unemployment rate. That is the official headline. But when we combine the 7.9 million plus the 3 million who indicated that they looked for employment until they are discouraged, plus another 800,000 who indicated that they didn't look for employment, not that because they were discouraged, they just didn't look for any other reason, but they would have taken employment had it been available. We Mm -hmm. come to 11.7 million, and that forms what we call the expanded unemployment which sits at 41.1 percent having said so you asked about which sectors contributed the most to the rise is because in community and social services google we lost 171,000 jobs and this includes government mm-hmm. we lost largely in the area of education and defense that's where we lost a lot of jobs Uh, But uh, in construction, we lost 36,000 jobs. Construction has generally been depressed, so uh, it does happen. Now, in agriculture, 35,000 jobs. Uh, You and I know that uh, there has been a delay in terms of the rains. Because of global warming, uh, our rains relatively arrived late. Actually, we are no longer receiving our rains in October, November, December. Yes. It's only in February to May. Just in Gauteng, we are having uh, thunderstorms hitting us uh, uh, at any given moment. Uh, uh, now, also trade lost 28,000 jobs. But one thing with trade is uh, generally in the months, uh, in the months October, November, December, it has tended to uh, mm. employ more people. But this time we'll have seen that our CPI, Consumer Price Index, has been uh, um, uh, rising steadily. And uh, when uh, prices go up, uh, households 
uh, withhold their buying uh, from shops and shops can hire many people mm. remember in the festive season shops rely heavily on uh, 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 people coming to buy and uh, with volumes uh, people don't want to stay long in queues and in the shelves looking for something so uh, trade uh, do hire a lot more people to assist with the festive frenzy. Mm. I- I'm glad that you highlight this and, and provide that analysis because typically the fourth quarter is where we, we, we do see uh, some level of activity uh, um, in terms of employment, especially for youth during the festive season. Uh, as you link this to CPI, I'm intrigued to understand when we take a look at the overall trend, maybe over the last 10 years or even five years, uh, is that the unique nuance that we're witnessing in terms of the data and the inputs this year, uh, that in Inflation has actually had not only a significant impact on consumers' pockets, uh, but directly also uh, um, having an impact on employment opportunities within the trade space. Well, when you look at the last 10 years, generally uh, prices have been low. You know, the Reserve Bank tracks uh, uh, the CPI and try to keep it between 3 and 6% at, at inflation. Now, what has happened is that uh, since the COVID times, where uh, demand uh, for for prices was outweighing the supply, so you would uh, uh, look at uh, any uh, goods and services that uh, were not readily available because the people were not in the uh, either were not at their firms, even in agriculture there were not as many people that were able to produce at the time uh, owing to limited movements that we had. But also because people, even when there was a little bit of movement, were quite scared to go to the workplace. Mm. But after that, we have seen inflation uh, um, relatively uh, uh, not coming at levels where it was before COVID. So you can compare the last 10 years with what has happened between 2020 and now. I see. I see. The fundamentals are slightly off there. What I am keen to also look at perhaps is where we we see the vulnerabilities and consistently you've highlighted that uh, typically youth and black youth uh, are are most uh, vulnerable in in South Africa's labor market. I'm keen to understand, uh, you know, the interlink here uh, again in terms of uh, skills and if this does form part of the inputs that you you account for uh, in terms of taking a look at the quarterly labor force index numbers. For starters, uh, let us look at drivers of poverty. And we have released this report some years ago. We found that uh, uh, levels of education account for about 11% and 52% was accounted for by employment. So the point is that the higher your level of education, the more you are able to get uh, employment. Now, one thing that we see is that graduates, their unemployment rate is low, 9.6% compared to the national one of 32.1%. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, other tertiary people that have post-metric qualifications could be a six-month certificate, one-year certificate, two years. Uh, their unemployment rate is 20.6%, still lower than the 2.1%. But with metric, the unemployment rate is sitting at 33.7%, slightly higher than the national average. Metric was never higher than the national average. We have started seeing this in the last 18 months post-COVID. 
less than metric is relatively higher, 38.6% versus the national average of 32.1%. Now, when you look at that, then you come to uh, young people, 15 to 24 years. Yes. The unemployment rate is the highest, uh, uh, 59.4%, followed by young people aged 25 to 34 years. Their unemployment rate is sitting at 39%. And both their unemployment rates are higher than the national average. Now, uh, uh, um, one thing uh, we are always asked, and I need to explain this, is that we include young people of 15 years. And the laws of the country, Labor Relations Act, says it is illegal to hire anyone uh, younger than 15 years. So if you are 15 years and older, you can take up employment if you are not at school. So when you say you are a student, we don't include you in the labor force. We don't count you under those that are unemployed. Mm -hmm. We only count you if you say you are looking for employment. And if you are working, we count you amongst those that are working. But back to the issue, uh, women do, uh, like young people, are much more exposed to labor markets, particularly black African women. Mm -hmm. Their unemployment rate is the highest uh, in terms of when you look at the gender spectrum vis-a-vis population group, as in white, and uh, 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 colored, Indian, Asian, and, and, and black African. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm, I'm glad that you elaborate on that because it does put things into perspective and help us understand the social aspects of, of this economic data. I'm going to ask a question which is not related necessarily to uh, the stats data, which I, I know is not uh, what you focus on. But what we have been seeing within South Africa so far is a myriad of mining houses highlighting job cuts uh, uh, that they're likely going to implement. Uh, Section 189 notices, whether it's Amplats, uh, Sibangi Stillwater, or even today that we spoke to Kumba Iron Ore. Uh, and I'm, I'm just intrigued to understand in the collation of your data, and whilst you can't give us a forward-looking forecast, uh, fundamentally, does this also pose a risk uh, to heightened levels of unemployment in South Africa, especially should these individuals still be seeking job opportunities in the market? Any sector that says they will share the jobs, it means that people will be unemployed. So we just can't project the numbers as to how many. Uh, remember this quarterly, uh, quarterly labor force survey, we go to people in their household mm. and ask them. So once people, uh, and, and it could happen that they are actually, someone could be removed or be, uh, be given a notice that they, they will be uh, uh, taken off from their employment in mining, but they could be lucky uh, before we go and interview them and go and find a job in construction. They may not have skills uh, as much, but they could also find a job on the farm or in the private household. As we know that um, 33% of our uh, 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 working age people out of the 16.7 million who are employed are actually in domestic and elementary workership. So it does happen. But when sectors or industries say they will uh, offload people from employment, it mm-hmm. certainly will contribute to unemployment. We may just measure the extent when the time comes.
100%. And that's specific to the formal sector of employment. But there is also a, a chart that elaborates on what we see in the informal sector uh, of employment. Uh, are we seeing any significant transitions there on a quarterly basis? Certainly. One thing that we have seen is that uh, the formal sector lost jobs, 128,000 of those. The informal sector uh, gained 124,000 uh, jobs. And uh, having gained 124,000, it's now sitting at 3.2 million jobs. Mm. But I need to say that the formal sector, even when it has lost 128,000 jobs, the formal sector tends to have a relatively higher share of employment. Out of the 16.7 million people employed, Mm-hmm. 11.5 million people are employed in the formal sector and they account for 68.7%, almost 69%. Whereas the informal sector, which has gained an uh, emplo- em- em- employment in this quarter, only accounts for 19%. So we can see that the formal sector has and consistently uh, uh, over years, even beyond the decade yeah. since 2008 when we introduced the quarterly labor force survey it has been leading 100 percent uh, we'll leave it there for today and that Maluleka, but always appreciative of the insight that you've given us and the clarity to understand what nuances really played an influence in certain sectors specifically trade uh seeing a reduction in the number of jobs that were offered or created or opportunities uh, within uh, the last quarter of last year thank you so much for your time again sir if you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.